And welcome to episode 82 of the Book Wars Pod. I am Kate and I'm here with Chris and Kristen, who is only mostly dead. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> kind of. Ish, By the time this comes of. out, you might be alive. Yes. Yes. Um, and we are discussing Aftermath Empire's End by Chuck Wendig, chapters 11 through the interlude on Coruscant, which is right before chapter 21. 21, you got it cool um so this is coming out a little late because keeks had the plague (laughs) yeah i like literally forgot there was a week in between when we recorded last and and now so that (laughs) is kind of why i was so i was like what do you mean we're right on schedule no we're not you are just delirious and your brain has been cooked so that's fine (laughs) poor thing yeah fine (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad to I'm glad to be talking to you though. I know it's great to be talking to you guys yeah. since I didn't really get to interact with humans all week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, you poor thing. It's, it's all good. <laughs> um before we get into what we're drinking, uh we just want to say, as many of y'all know, uh Chris and I are gonna be at Star Wars Celebration. Kristen is somewhere floating around in Mars, you know. Mars. You know, but I d- there's like a there's like a point zero 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 one percent chance you'll be there. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll be around. Um, I will be at the I will be a panelist on the Star Wars Art Matters panel, which is happening on Sunday. Check your celebration schedule, which just dropped yesterday as we're recording. Um, but we are also going to you know a couple of the informal events during the evening. We haven't. Um, finalized exactly which ones for the most part just because they're still kind of in the planning stages but we will definitely be at coffee at kenobi's uh podcast meetup along with uh, some other pod people and that's happening on saturday april 13th at the arc bar at the hyatt regency at mccormick place so right basically at the convention center that evening at 7 30 so if you want to come and watch me get drunk live and in person Please stop by. We are very friendly. Get, and we have just pins. Get her, just get her like one gin and tonic. Accurate. Let's see what happens. As what I re- happen? Are we operating under the assumption that she's not going to be several gin and tonics in by the time people show up? Don't be a dick. I, I wasn't, but I was just saying buy, buy mom drinks. Aww. Because I'm a good daughter. I think I've been to that the bar at that hotel because I was um I was in Chicago a few years ago for uh, a work conference being a real person and I'm pretty sure I had to go get a drink with somebody at the bar and I was just like I can't hold my alcohol but I gotta be professional <laughs> is it swanky um I don't remember it's a Hyatt it probably is <laughs> um, it's prob fine it's at yeah. a con so yeah exactly um so so we'll be there if you have the time come say hi we have pins I will gently lob them at you. I have very bad aim, so I hope you can catch. Can and... confirm. <laughs> hey, I nailed you yesterday with a pad of post-its. Yeah, I know, and without meaning to. <laughs> Hence your aim being bad. <laughs> Kristen, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, um, uh, I have, uh, so Freem, who I've had on the pod before, from Hood River, Oregon. Um, they just started canning 
So that's very exciting. They have this cute bear on their can, and Aww. he's great, and I love him. Um, so I'm, a, I'm having a free Pilsner since I'm not supposed to be drinking. <laughs> but, but it's the pod, and it just sprayed all over my laptop, so that was good. <laughs> Lovely. Christopher? Um, I am drinking a... Hang on. Can you read? Uh, Center of the Universe Brewing Company uh, from Ashland, Virginia. A Donnie uh, Coffee Brown Ale. And this is, if we have any listeners to the Tasha Station Brew House, this is what I was drinking like three months ago when I was on the brew house (laughs) with Kristen and Brian Larson. And it's been sitting in my fridge since then because it's like flavor brewed with actual coffee and so it's like a little caffeine and so i don't want to drink it at night and i don't usually drink beer in the morning and it's like three o'clock right now you you were really struggling to read that can are you okay bro no i just couldn't find the brewing company name seems fake but okay okay i am drinking words are hard this is not a very well designed can there's a lot of words on it that don't matter well it's because it's trying to be a folgers can of coffee yeah which is also a choice Wait, I want you to take a picture of that and send it to me. Yeah, I'll take a picture. I'll put it on the pod. Thank you. Um, yeah, or you can do that. Around so I can take a picture of that too. That's a normal thing. That's a normal thing. Um, I've got a plethora of fluids. Uh, so I started making kombucha again. So that's happening. Yay. Um, yay. Um, and then Chris is taking a picture of my beer for the gram. So I cannot read the can. It is, however. It is. Sorry. Do you want me to read it? It is a, it, I know it's a sour. It is. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the picture. Okay. It is called Low Hanging Fruit from Three Stars Brewing Company, which is local to us. It's up in Maryland and woman owned and operated, correct? Is that the one? I have no idea. Uh, No, it's not. Just kidding. It's denizens. (laughs) Well, shit. But they're good anyway. I actually 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 love their beer. I'm really going to miss them when we leave. Anyway, it's a sour ale with uh, pomegranate flavors and for whatever reason, it's just straight up tastes like wheat just tastes like wheat but I'm it's a very it. weedy sour it is it is and it's a, it's a wheat eat ale yes and at some point i am going to get the blackberry black tea from stash teas that i boiled because i'm just thirsty i guess i don't know <laughs> stash local portland company correct there, we're going to be, oh, you guys are going to love it when we move. Uh, we're going to be like six blocks from the stash store. Nice. Love oh, it. Oh, shit. I'm going to go ape shit in there when I move. Yeah, it's, it's awesome because they have like the seasonal ones all the time. Oh, my God. That it's sounds like special. Heaven. We're going to we're yeah, gonna be. It's actually great. They're so nice in there. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. We're going to be all up in our social seasoning sh- like bullshit um, because Oh, we did not make this pot official. Um, Chris and I, uh, at the end of June, will be moving to Boulder, Colorado. Because I got into grad school. Um, the <laughs> Guys, the Tashi Station Slack heard it first, uh, like a month ago. So if you're not in there because you're not a Patreon uh, patron, stop being a bum, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of breaking news you're missing out on. Really. I know. For the low, low price of $1 per month, you can hear about that and look at Odie's adorable corgi. Um, Nenya. Nenya. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, I got into uh, University of Colorado Boulder, and I will be there for three years trying to write a novel, and they are making me teach children. So that's bad. They're going to love you, Kate. 
no they're not it's gonna be <laughs> you're just gonna be like you're hungover i can tell i i can tell because I'm, I'm also i'm also hungover um dude i don't as i was saying uh we went out for dinner with friends last night and i was just like i don't remember how poetry works i legitimately don't fucking remember how poetry works i haven't had a poetry class in 10 years so i'm dude, just gonna walk gonna in like it's gonna be fun to relearn it though I hope so. I'm going to walk Poetry's into that room. wild. <laughs> it is wild. I'm going to walk into that room and just be like, how many of you are poets? Yeah, I'm so sorry. You're going to hate this class. Um, <laughs> but luckily I get a textbook, which I assume I have to read to be able to like make a syllabus and whatever the fuck. So hopefully it'll Do reteach you? me poetry. Yeah. Do you have to read it though? <laughs> uh, let's talk about Star Wars. Star Wars. Do, 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 do. um yes star wars um (laughs) sorry i really like am out of my mind so but i have i did start uh antibiotics yesterday so i should actually be closer to a person soon well that's good um (laughs) oh who wants to talk about small d democracy oh this is my point so first Yikers. I feel like this is going to be an episode on the shorter side, which, like, our episodes have been fucking long lately, so that's fine. I mean, there just wasn't a lot. Chris, like, you just, you just, you just, I just jinxed it. You just jinxed it. This is going to be somehow a two-hour episode. And we have, like, Even though you have a hard stop outline. in an hour, yeah. Wait, yeah, who took the hot titties off the outline? Me. <laughs> I was going to leave them there for, like, the entirety <laughs> of the book, but all right, whatever. <laughs> I felt, I felt bad for putting them there in the first place. I just I left them there on purpose. Anyway, Chris, talk about real things. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's not a lot that happens in this section. Like, there's just a lot of buildup in this section. Like, because all the, like, beginning of the book happenings with people getting stranded on Jakku, they're still stranded on Jakku. People who are still trying to get them are still trying to get them. There's so, like, not a lot happens. But, like, one thing that does happen is we get more of an inside view of the New Republic and the way the Senate works. And it's not great, Bob. <laughs> it, so, as we were talking about last week, we have Mon Mothma, who is the Chancellor, um, and her main antagonist in the upcoming election is an Orish, Orishen? Mm-hmm. Orishen is the singular. An Orishen uh, whose name is Tolwar Wartal. Which is amazing. <laughs> he seems like a dick. He does. He sure does. He has a very Star Wars name, though, which makes me giggle. He does. Yeah, I know. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, I I will say, as a vaguely related aside, I did enjoy seeing Mon Mothma being super fucking devious, because we never get to see that side of her ever. <laughs> Just being like, I have this fruit in my pocket. Look at that. Would you like an apricot? Oh, <laughs> Would my... you like a danger fruit? I brought one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, seriously. Um... But yeah, no, that's a side of her that we really never get anywhere else. Like, we see her being, you know, calcul- like calculating in, like, very serious ways in terms of, like, war strategy and whatnot else. And we see her being very placid. We see her being a mentor to Leia. We just read Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. Uh, but we never see her just being, like, like scheming, devious, like, hey, 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 I brought an apple on this plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Mexico. She did. She did not shut off her phone before takeoff. Mm-mm. Nope. She touched livestock. Dude, I really almost touched livestock in Mexico because I tried to hug a chicken and then he ran away from me. 
no touching. You just really cute. I wanted to hug the chick. Anyway. Anyway. Chris, go on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we see more about Mon Mothma, and we also see two aspects of, like, the failure of the New Republic already. That, like, and we know that the New Republic ends up failing in the medium term, because 30 years in the grand scheme of things is not that fucking long. But... Sorry, Chris is, like, giving me a look because I'm making a face because I had forgotten when I said that this beer is weedy, what it specifically tastes like is um, corn on the cob, but, like, the cob. <laughs> it tastes like corn rind? Yes. It's good, though. It, like, tastes good. No, it's good. It's just, like, the aftertaste is cob. It is corn cob. Go on, Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hashtag corn cob pod. Yes. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. Okay, good. Good talk. I'm glad nobody knew. It must have been interesting. Good then. podcast. Uh, um, oh, so the kind of already emerging failures of the New Republic. So one is that like after I think our last week's reading ended right uh, as the vote to go to war on Jakku ended or and, like they lost it. And we're, like, kind of dealing with the fallout from that. Because, A, Wartal has, like, stopped Sinjir and uh, Temin from going to Jakku to rescue Nora. And he is also, it would appear, sabotaged the vote to go to war. And you kind of have Mon Mothma, like, being like, maybe I shouldn't have given up on my power so quickly to, wah, to be, wah, like, wah, hashtag wah. democracy. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? Like... You are still at war. Like, there was, there's been no point in the last year when you were not at war with a still very dangerous enemy. I was about to say, it's very opposite of Abraham Lincoln being like, bitch, I do what I want during the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> because, good God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it is, very, and it's interesting. It's very Mon Mothma forgetting that it's called Star Wars. Yep. Just Nobody over and ever over tells again. her. <laughs> Oxy, this is your job. That You had one job. Aww. To tell her it's called Star Wars. Aww. Um... But yeah, and it's just like, you see these failures, and you see, like, it's funny because Chuck very much wrote this trilogy from the standpoint, more from the standpoint of, like, it's quickly, it's quick after Endor, and, like, even though the war's not over over yet, like, it's still, like, close to being over because it needs to be over by Jakku. And whereas, like, the, for whoever read Legends, the Thrawn trilogy takes place, like, five years after Endor and the war is still going on and the Empire is like Thrawn helps them be a little bit resurgent and then it keeps going on and it's a whole thing. So like it's a much shortened time span that we're looking at. It's like really not long at all since Endor. And so you kind of just wonder like why Mon Mothma gave up all her power so quickly. And like obviously the answer is that because like authoritarianism is bad and she wants to give up power as soon as possible so that she's not tempted to become like Palpatine, but you yeah. see the inherent problems in that right now when you are still on war footing with the Empire. Right. I was going to say, that's, that's that's the difference between her and comparing her to somebody like Lincoln, who is just like, you know. Hey, you guys are all never dummies. I know. <laughs> I'm doing whatever I want. <laughs> well, well, Lincoln didn't have to, um, you know, follow up a tyrant who was like, literally the most evil thing in an entire galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Who's low-key still in control. <laughs> Just 
it's very complicated. The sentinels are still around. Beyond the grave, creepy, creepy sentinels. Which oh yeah, that wasn't that the first time we see this in this book. Um, yes. In this book, yes, I think it's. Like it is. It's. Sentinels. I think it's mentioned in Life Debt that like nobody really knows what happened to the emperor. Some people say that he's sending these sentinels around. Some people don't believe it. Blah 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 blah. Right, but that's the first time we. It's confirmed. It is, it is confirmed. And these are also, for those who played uh, Battlefront 2, uh, for those who read the Shattered Empire Marvel miniseries, uh, these are the Sentinels that appear in those locations. Which are creepy as hell. When they're you have very creepy. They're very creepy. Like, they're already creepy, and then you get the actual visual, and it's like, oh, God. You thought he was I, ugly when he was alive. Um, I, need, <laughs> I need to play that more, because it's not in the regular game, right? It's in the DLC. No, it's in the regular game. Yeah, it's oh, like great. at the beginning. Well, I need to just re... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Sorry. The Red I've Boys. Just bu- I've just been very busy playing my horsey game, a.k.a. Red Dead Redemption 2. <gasps> oh, my God. You got Red Dead? Yeah. Dude. Okay, Quinn has, like, beat it already. I'm, like, st- I'm like still stuck in, like, horse Snowville. <laughs> like, the very beginning. I love you. We're going to talk after this because I want to know how it is. Anyway, um... <laughs> You should get it. It's Grand Theft Auto on horses. <laughs> oh, shit. It's amazing. Don't tell me that. And it's, like, pretty. Like, it's I've heard. Gorgeous. I've heard. Um, we're we're going to talk after this, though. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. So, on the one hand, you have, like, Mon Mothma already in her first crisis lamenting the fact that the Republic doesn't actually have any powers to, like, let her do her job. Right. Which is great. And then you also have this concept of not only are the institutions of this democracy insufficient for the Republic's needs, you also have the fact that they are so easily corrupted by bad actors. And, like, this is something that, like, you see it in the book and it, like, kind of, it's it's not super surprising based on what is happening in america right now because you have like these institutions where it's like oh of course we should vote on whether or not to go to war that is literally just being manipulated by the opposition leader because he would rather have a personal political win than defeat the empire yeah i mean it's 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 another one of those things chris and chris and i have talked about this where you know uh, the framing of our of like the u.s government was based on the assumption that people are like inherently good or whatever and i think it's the same case here but people spoiler alert some some people suck but so now we're here yeah i mean it's based on the assumption that people are going to accept commonly practiced democratic norms of civility such as uh such as the norm that foreign interference in an election is actually bad when, and when you when you encounter somebody like Wartall, like certain political leaders right now, without getting too deep into it, who just look at these norms and say, no, you know what? Personal power is more important to me because I think I know best and literally nothing else matters to me. Which is probably the kindest way you could put it. The Then everything breaks down because people are not acting the way they are supposed to. And then you find out that all of these like powers and things that the government is supposed to be able to do, it's nobody actually wrote it down. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, it's even better in like parliamentary systems where like all these things are just like super duper assumed, but uh 
yeah no not great Bob. email subject let's do crimes <laughs> okay correct <laughs> oh this i forgot to put this in the outline um and i'm sure i'll talk about it on the wrap-up because of course i will um fucking chuck with his pretending people are dead even though they're not happens like <laughs> twice again in this section <laughs> is it twice or three times wait who's dead or who's not dead well yes. he's like he's like oh looks like they're dead and then they sit up <laughs> oh yeah oh it looks like they're super dead but then did, were they did they come back from the dead or were they alive all along it's shut up bones. chuck <laughs> I know, right? That one I was happy about. That, oh, I guess that happened was... like multiple times. You're right. It happened yeah, like several times. It's several. That's one of his themes. It is. <laughs> he he enjoys that trope very much. Uh, anyway, forgot to put that on the outline. There was a bunch of that in this section. It's, it's true. I really, I did like how the Mr. Bones section was written, though. I thought it was. Oh fuck yeah! I was lo- so sad was when I thought he de- when he thought he died. I know. I was like, but not the... my not my murder baby. I know. But the, the this is Mr. Bones repetition that was super duper good. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we move on now that we're thoroughly depressed? Yay, let's talk about PTSD, which is not depressing. Right. Should we talk about that first or should I talk about jazz first? Either one. Oh, I can't read, sorry. Uh let's talk about jazz first, just because it's first on the outline. <laughs> can't read <laughs> i can't put things in order it is it's, i'm having some trouble it's fine you're sick we'll call it that that that'll be your excuse for this week that you can't read <laughs> tm oh my god um so we do get one very character development e thing in this section which um is related to jazz and first effects i love so much that we get Embo in here because he is such an, I feel like an enigmatic bounty hunter and it's mostly because no one bothers to learn anything about him. I feel like, because they're just like, this guy doesn't speak English. I don't care. Um, explain who he is. Um, do you remember? Yes. Do you remember the bounty hunter from clone wars who like, he threw his hat at people? Yes. It's that guy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he like never talked. Yeah. It's, I thought, anyway, see, I thought he was just like a play on a um, who's the Bond vi- villain who throws hat. Someone help me. I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I can't a, help you here. Th- there's a Bond villain that throws a hat. I mean, I'm sure he is also that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who throws a hat? Yeah. Anyway, it's that guy. Um, I, I, I really, really love that Embo is in here and that, you know, because nobody really gets to know him except for Jess, because she's like, I'm going to teach myself his language because he seems lonely, but also a nice man with a good doggy. <laughs> Which is, like, adorable, imagining a little Jess doing that, because, like, I mean, her, her Aunt Sugi, who we also see in the Clone Wars, who runs with this gang of bounty hunters who kind of take jobs that also happen to pay them to promote um, some kind of greater good, um... You know, Jess was raised by her and she saw how much Sugi was kind of hurt by the fact that she was very particular about taking jobs. Like, that's not where the money was. She, like, died in horrible, horrible debt. The debt became Jess's. She's very bitter about this. She's just like, what if I never care about anything or anyone and I just, like, do murder and get money? 
And um, slowly, of course, throughout the book, she's realizing, oh, I actually do care about people, especially these people. And, you know, Embo's this in interesting throwback to her past where um, she was kind of learning to be that hardened person, but she was, but her heart was still kind of open, you know? Like, that childhood friendship is what saved her life right here. If she hadn't had that, then she would have been shot in the face. Because Embo's sneaky. Yeah. To me, it was just interesting because you have kind of looking at the larger bounty hunter scenario like remembering back to the first aftermath book you had that interlude with mercurial swift and dengar where like dengar's like we need a bounty hunters union <laughs> and mercurial swift being like nah bra i work alone we need a union to such a mood but go on <laughs> oh i had i i almost reactivated my twitter this week just to tweet about shit oh my gosh um, but i didn't know twitter is <laughs> no. bad stay off of it i know it's great it's been great being off um but uh, so you. But then now, fast forward to Mercurial Swift has to a hire a crew when he didn't want to hire a crew before because he works alone, and b literally hires Dengar. Lol. Who he almost shot before oh, because he's like, "You're getting soft." Yeah, and also he's just like, "I'm like the new breed of bounty hunter. We don't do these things where we work in teams or anything like that." Yeah, you're the new breed of bounty hunter who sucks. I know, right? Jesus. Like, literally... Sharing is caring, but also I, I get it, because they've all been burned anytime that they've ever worked with teams, so... I mean... Jas broke half her horns off and concussed herself and still got the drop on you. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say about that. Jas is a bad bitch. I love Jess her. Jas is, like, the baddest bitch, man. I love her so much. Um, yeah, no, like... I, I mean, Star Wars is always about fan, fan family, um, this book especially so. Um, and yeah, it's it's Jazz's love for her found family that, like, makes her stronger. And she's finally, like, really, really taking that to heart, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so is her non-boyfriend boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> Just pickling in his own filth. Eye juices. Yep. Guys! Oh, Pickling in his own filth. And then Sinjir's just like, um, let me lightly waterboard you. Your girlfriend, <laughs> yes! Your girlfriend's in trouble. Well, why didn't you fucking say so? Okay. I did say so. I know. <laughs> I just want to say, I was laughing out loud, even though it's not funny to waterboard someone, obviously. Um, but I was kind of laughing um, at Sinjir being like, well, I tried this and this and this and this, and he wouldn't wake the fuck up, so I waterboarded you. And Job is like Chris and that they both sleep like the dead. And I've literally recorded video of me trying to wake Chris up and sent it to him just so he could see all the lengths I go to to wake this man up. I have given you a wet willy in your sleep before and you have not moved an inch. Yeah, that's rude. I need you to wake up. That's rude. Next time I'm just going to let you, when you fall asleep on the couch, just leave you there. I mean... Yeah. Yo, your couch sleep hurt. is sometimes nice. It's true, but your back is going to hurt and pork chop is going to be the loudest. I mean, will he's I even an, wake up? He's a noisy night boy. He is. <laughs> um, well, since we're talking about Jom anyway, let, shall, we, shall we talk about PTSD? Yeah, I think that was really all we had on that point. Yeah, I just wanted to point out. I just like that. Yeah. I like, it's a very nice, it's a very nice character. It's very satisfying. But also she's still a bad bitch, so... Anyway, uh, 
So we talk a lot in Star Wars about trauma. Surprise. <laughs> um, new new phone. Who does? <laughs> right. Um, and of course, because it because we know, unlike Mon Mothma, that it's called Star Wars. Uh, we have war veterans who are having a bad time as a result of, you know, their horrible, horrible experiences. And we get many, many models throughout Star Wars of, you know, PTSD-like symptoms and coping or super-duper not coping. And we've got three really good ones right here. I think, so I wanted to talk about Nora, Jom, and Singer just because I feel like they're, the way that they deal with their trauma is different and i think we've talked about that before but also i think it's interesting because they seem to be at different points of their healing or not healing or not or (laughs) non-healing as the case may be yes you want to kick us off chris oh sure points i am happy to kick us off (laughs) he says i'm a white man i will make something up right (laughs) No, but I mean, obviously we talked a lot about Nora last episode and how somewhat frustrating we, somewhat frustrated some of us were with her character development, but going off of the basis of she's just straight crazy because of her drama, which is, I think, what we are intended to think at this point, like, obvi- like her PTSD is pretty obvious because she's just not thinking rationally like when she leaves the moth they're they're on the moth right she's just not thinking rationally when they leave the moth she's like very despairing obviously when they're on jakku and being like why did i do that why did you do that nora why did you right but also not willing to leave like because like she and jass are like we have a ship we could go we could go at any time. Like, and they're choosing not to. Right. And basically led by Nora because Jass is kind of like deferring to her in this case. You're the boss. She's yeah. like, bitch, we could go, but like, could we? <laughs> could we? Could we ever go? I know, right? Like, have we ever left? <laughs> Yo, Jack, who is the most? De- I mean, I know I put this on the outline for later, but we can bring it up now. Yes. Just hearing Nora talk about her time on Jakku is like, I thought I knew how shitty it was, but now this is, this is the shittiest. Um, I'm sure we're gonna mm-hmm. like find out, but Chris, who like who is in charge of her the camp that she's in? Like it's uh, Nora? it's like em- uh, yeah, it's like Empire-ish affiliated, right? It's it's because it's, it's Rax's, got stormtroopers. It's Rax's troops. Right, but like. <sighs> I, I'm like, who's in charge here? It's, it's like Rax, but he doesn't care about anything. But it's just, it's just Rax's him collecting, like, the scummiest of the Empire to him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, Where cool. he's, like, you know, cutting off the, the weak. Yeah. yeah. So only, anyway, the, only the lean, only the lean and strong yes. and crazy remain. It's uh, um, very depressing um, until Mr. Bones comes and... Uh, does does violence revives himself <laughs> yeah he performs it's violence. great yes i've performed violence you sure did Doris. Have, haven't we all bones uh-huh. haven't we all no oh anyway you're the softest bread you have performed zero violence i perform zero violence yeah <laughs> you you do perform you do perform violence in the form of love 
often. You're a very huggy person. He loves Chris loves giving hugs. Is it violence in the form of love or love in the form of violence? Whatever. It's one of those. That hugs are. You like hugs. That's true. I am like bones in that manner. Me on the other hand, stabity steps. No, you're stab. just you're just the violence part. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, Keeks, though, to your point, I just you know, you think you know what misery is, and then it's just like the most abject, like horrible, pl- like it's like literally, how is this planet not deserted of everybody because it sucks butt, like it sucks so much ass. Yeah, I just don't understand you- why you'd ever you- live there. You think you know what misery is until you're given the choice of, um, yes, hello, welcome to Jakku. Would you, uh, you've been captured. Would you like us to murder you or would you like to be a slave? Your choice. Yes. In the sand. In the miserable fucking sand. I hate sand. <laughs> Nora really Why? hates it. Why, Kristen? Oh, no. Shut up, Chris. <laughs> Damn. Just let, me make my, just let me make my jokes and then you don't have to follow up. People get that it's a joke. <laughs> It's Kristen, everywhere. can you explain your joke for the audience? No, I hate you. <laughs> Chris, only white men explain jokes uselessly so to make them both long and boring. Yo, when they announced that Hayden was coming back to Celebration yesterday, oh. everybody was like recycling their sand jokes from like two years ago. And I'm like, guys, we know. We know. Also, we all know. leave the man alone. I am really glad that he had such a great reception last time around that he was willing to come back because I know like... He's, he's been apprehensive about it. I know uh, Ewan McGregor just recently gave that interview where he was just like, people just shit on the prequels all the time, but and I'm like, I get scared. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, we love you so much. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's George Lucas's fault. Yeah, exactly. And like, have, you, have you guys heard if you watch The Clone Wars, you'll care more about the prequels? Great. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Also, Hayden is just such a soft piece of Canadian bread. Somebody bring him a pizza. He's, he's so soft. Little Italy. We've talked about this. Oh no. We're not talking about Hayden Christensen in Little Italy. Somewhere, um, at Celestial Intent from Twitter is listening to this podcast and writhing on the floor at the thought of Hayden Christensen in Little Italy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Good talk. <laughs> so PTSD. Um, so what, one of the things I think is interesting about um, putting the three of these characters together, Nora and Jom and Singh here, is that so, obviously, Jom's trauma is super duper fresh. Literally just got his eye fucking stabbed out during torture time on Kashyyyk, last book. And I feel like he's, like, and this isn't, like, a denigration of him or the writing or anything, but I feel like he's doing a very stereotypical, um, you know, discharged veteran thing where he's working security because all he knows how to do is, like, you know, be a tough guy. And, you know, just being miserable and not getting getting drunk and having nightmares. Yep. Exactly that. Um, And then there's Singjir who kind of interacts with him where he, like, Singjir is kind of, I feel like, especially in this book, kind of on an upswing where, you know, he's kind of come to peace. He's coming to peace, really, with, like, who he is and what he did and what he's good at with all, well, with all the lovely, lovely torture he has committed. And, you know, he's not with Condor yet, but he's just kind of like, oh, the feels. I still have them. Let's, you know, I feel like this is, this is, I, I mean, not to spoil anything, but, like, I mean, if you've also been reading in the same order as us, we know they end up together because Last Shot, um, they are mentioned as being together. But anyway, like... Singer loves dick. Singer does love dick. Uh, 
loves Condor's dick. I am very happy that he is in a place in his recovery where he can continue to love dick. Same. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, he's, he is literally, he's, he's coming to terms with the fact that he loves Connor's dick and is like, would like to probably wind up with that and like, is kind of revisiting, you know, he broke up with Connor cause he's like, Connor deserves somebody better than I am, but also like, I'm just me. Maybe I'm not like good or bad or anything. Um, and then you have Nora who's kind of, I feel like in between the two where she's just kind of trapped and she can't get out of where, like, she's always like in survival mode as she has been in the past and she just never leaves that space what were the three words that um jess says i found sloan yeah yeah, yeah I, think I think so or was it four words i found ray sloan it was just i found sloan right yeah i think so okay yeah that's <laughs> basically um where uh nora is at right now yes where she has been and where she will be yes yes (laughs) is the fact that she gets so hyped when jess is like uh i found sloan and she's like (gasps) i know look gasp and meanwhile temin's at home like cool 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 temin's at home being angsty guess i'll be he's at home hating his nickname correct I do enjoy the part where Singer's like, it wasn't Temin. Temin's not the one who told the guard. Even though he's betrayed us before and is pretty stupid. And okay, it probably wasn't Temin. <laughs> Singer's the best fucking uncle. I love it so much. Uh, yes. So anyway, if you're doing a book on, you know, like war heroes and wartime and all this other stuff, like I... Obviously, like, we've talked many, many times before about how, um, you know, the haha aftermath of traumatic experiences um, is kind of better explored in the non-screen media, but it's just nice to have this, like, diverse array of, like, experiences and, like, ways of being, feeling better or not in one place. And gay shit. And gay shit. Yep. Fucking love gay shit. TM. Mm-hmm. Saint Raphaelis. Sorry, I know that was Disaster not the game. point of this. I know this was not. That was not Tra- the point trauma of this. and gay shit pod. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is trauma and gay shit pod. It's not wrong. <laughs> How many queers are on this I would, pod? I would workshop that and say gay shit and trauma pod, just because it sounds better. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate your. Fe- I'm I'm sitting with your feedback and I'm hearing it and I appreciate it, Kristen. <laughs> Chris, can you explain what happened in chapter 20 to Kristen? It's, yeah, if you remind me what chapter 20 was. The last one. Chapter 20 was the last one before Coruscant. Um, And I think, like, I'm sure we're going to figure out who all the players are and everything. Oh, the spying. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. You what? I don't remember. I'm sure it ends up being important. I just wanted to talk through it because I was listening to the audiobook because my eyes hurt. And... (laughs) baby um and i was like um everybody goes like quiet on the comms and like everybody's fucking everybody else up i assume it's just like the build-up to um the what what who is the who's the guy running against mom mama toller wartall no i will never remember his name Um, (laughs) okay i wouldn't remember his name if it was like jim but just to be clear Um, okay jim jam 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 well, it's, it just sounds like 
it just, it just sounds like this is like the these are the sh- these are the schemers and so, they're all fucking everybody up. So and we don't know everything yet. So Singir, Jom, Temin, and Condor are in cahoots with Mon Mothma, who is stalling Wartal on the ship because she brought a fucking piece of fruit on the ship from Europe. So they have to she, scan the whole ship. She, she touched a chicken. She touched a chicken. Uh I really wish I could have hugged that chicken. I know. <laughs> uh, she's because she, so she's she's stalling so that they can follow around the um, senators who are in league with Wartal and like he they're the ones that he convinced to vote against the war declaration. Right, the five fuckers. Right, because they're because they're just like hanging out like, mm, what shady shit are y'all actually up to? Um, and then you know they're they're following them, they're watching them. It's really fucking boring, and then all of a sudden one by one they start like going silent like disappearing oh Hans there too right <laughs> I know he's being a he's there being a damn hoe too I, I don't remember what he said but I just so like looked annoying. at Miranda and I was like Hans Solo is such a damn hoe <laughs> oh Hans there too the Han Solo story I know, my yeah. bad. and Leia would agree with me uh yeah Leia and Luke Skywalker uh and Obi-Wan Kenobi on the Death Star oh and Hans there too god damn it uh, <laughs> um yeah, they just, like, one by one, like, start, they're, yeah, like you said, their comps start going dead. And finally, Singer gets, like, um, beat over the head. And it's just like, what's happening? Cliffhanger. Okay, that's what it is, right? That's yes. all. Okay, I'm just making sure I didn't miss any actual things that happened, and it was all just It is that. a mystery. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, also, what a fucking mood. Singer just, like, screaming into his comm. I know. <laughs> Like, um, knows he's supposed to be discreet, and yet he screams directly into his calm. So yeah. good. For being a spy, Sinjir is the worst spy. You would rather be, like, popping people's kneecaps off is why. Yeah. It's okay. I relate to that. He has no sneak to him. Speaking of having no sneak to him, uh, this is our last, uh, very useless topic, but, like, I was, like, reading... And got to, like, the interlude in Coruscant where the continuing uh, trials and tribulations of Masameta, the saddest fat man, um, who was just, like, also kind of, like, marinating in his own, like, depression and body odor. <laughs> like, and I was just like, can someone just, like, please let this man die? Like, he's trying to surrender. They said no. He's like, can I jump off this balcony? And the, his guards are like, no. <laughs> like, the saddest blue boy. Yeah. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's just pathetic. I wrote he don't deserve to die. I just want him to. I don't know. I just I want, want him, him to just suffer. like. Oh my god, he's very annoying in the prequels. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, can somebody just like, somebody just let this man die? Like, even the children can't like murder this man. I'm just like, oh my god, just. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. It's true, but also like, just let this man die. <laughs> also, like, let him die so I don't have to listen to him complain anymore. <laughs> That is such a mood. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's all that she wrote for this episode because we're wait, it's build up time. So. Yeah, basically, like we said, this is not a ton to talk about this episode. But next episode's when shit starts to hit the fan. We're going to be reading, oh, yes. uh, continuing with Empire's End, reading chapters twenty-one through thirty-one. So follow along with us. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And Tumblr at BookWarsPod, BookWarsPod at gmail.com. And uh, we should mention we are doing 
or did, depending on when this came out, a bonus episode with uh, Allie of the Knights of Ren podcast, which is a podcast that focuses on analyzing Star Wars Rebels, or Dearly Departed, Ghost Fam. Anyway, we are we are actually going to be oh my god we are actually going to be talking about the first season of Star Wars Resistance, uh, our reactions to it, and also of course our usual analysis. And we super look forward to having her on the pod. She's a wee babe and like not allowed to have adult beverages yet, so I might we might do sober pod <laughs> in solidarity. Water pod. Oh, waterpod.gov. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm very tired. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, but yes. So look out for that yeah. bonus episode, pro- potentially, probably before this you one. listen to this one. I don't know. Uh, what we're so doing. if you're a fan of Star Wars Resistance, which you should be, because it's fucking amazing, so good, and you I all pro- need to be I watching promise it. to watch it, Kristen. Point. I, I am trying. Listen, <laughs> you've been sick all week. Go watch Resistance on on, on TV. I've just been asleep, though. Is oh, the thing okay? That's a problem. Also, also, it's it's third month basket time. Yeah, it's true. It is third month so. basket time. We can't, be say, we can't say what it is because it's a registered trademark. Are you serious? Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> oh, that's so fu- that's so fucking stupid. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Just like uh, the super third month vowel. insanity. Yeah. Yo, capitalism is bad, actually. Anyway, Chris, pulls this out. <laughs> um, also, just a note for we all are obviously looking forward to Star Wars Celebration Chicago, as Kate noted at the top. But for those in the D.C. area, we're also looking forward to AwesomeCon. Uh, for those of you who remember, we had a panel at AwesomeCon last year with Brian Larson from Tashi Station and uh, Swara Saleh, then of Beltway Banthas. Uh, and so... We are doing a panel again this year uh, with on the same topic, basically what we talk about here, the interconnected Star Wars universe and how it like builds the story and contributes to the awesomeness that we all love in Star Wars. Uh, Kate and I are both going to be presenting. Uh, Bria Lavornia from uh, Tashi Station is going to be joining us. We're also working on getting a couple other guests that we don't want to announce quite yet, but we're hoping they're going to be good. Um, so if you are in the DC area, we definitely do hope that you will come to AwesomeCon, come to our panel, and come say hi, uh, because we want to meet you all. Um, it was like the sweetest thing when people came up and like, were just like, I love your pod, like last time, because I was like, I don't even know who you are, like you're not like somebody I like, asked, like roped into doing this, like, who listens to this podcast? Thank you! I know, somebody messaged me on Insta. Uh, this week being like, are you guys doing a meetup at Celebration? And I'm like, I don't even know. You're not even one of the five people I know. What? <laughs> we really love you guys. No, we do. Like a lot. It's great. So we hope we hope that if you're available and around that you'll come say hi. Our panel is going to be on the Saturday evening uh, of Awesome Con, which is, I want to say, the 27th mm. of April. Uh, that day. Yeah. Uh, but the Saturday evening. Uh, so hit us up and we hope we, you, we can see you there. In the meantime, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us and to the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed on iTunes. When you do, we, we said we were going to do a giveaway before Star Wars Celebration, so let's do that. So when you review us, you're automatically entered to win awesome prizes, including books, pins, patches, etc. Uh, you never know what you're going to win, so sign up. Hashtag BookWarsPod dumb shit. Exactly. So sign <laughs> up like, now by fun, reviewing, like, leaving us a review. Fun dumb shit. On, I- <laughs> on iTunes. 
and donate to the Talk Station Radio <laughs> Patreon. It, and give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Thanks to the generosity of our listeners, uh, including but not limited to uh, Shannon Joy 26, Celestial Intent, and uh, Danny Pirtle from uh, Rogue Podron, whose Twitter handle, for whatever reason, I cannot remember right now. Um, but we made our celebration goal, so we have pins to give away. Come find us at the podcast meetup at Star Wars Celebration. We'll also let people know what other panels we're at so that people can come see us. We'll certainly be at all of the uh, Lucasfilm Publishing and Delray panels that are happening uh, throughout the weekend. We're very excited. Come say hi. We'll give you a pin. Uh, and uh, Books, books. Books, books, books. Um, but yeah, also, if you are so inclined, it does help when you throw us a couple dollars through these sources. Uh, it helps us cover our hosting and production costs. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Terra Design. For Kate and Kristen, I'm Chris. Uh, thank you for listening to the Book Wars pod and this somewhat disjointed outro today. Uh, th- uh, I, I, I might also be Chris. Who knows? Did, oh my God. did I fuck I'm it up? Very... No. <laughs> the no. other week. Also, I, I know I fucked it up in the past. You just fucked yourself up. I didn't even say anything to you. I know. I, I just fucked myself up. I'm just... tired, man. It's three o'clock. I know. I was gonna say we're recording in the daylight. Which, yeah, like, daytime us, daytime pods never end well for us. All of us are allergic to, but it's nice to do it on the weekends because then we don't have to worry about being too drunk. TM later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not that anyone on this podcast has ever done that. Certainly not me. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just let's just end it before it gets worse. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Well, I just tried to mute myself. Let me write down this timestamp. I just tried to mute myself so I could blow up my nose, and I absolutely didn't do it correctly.